Rivercliff is a city on the rise. Quite literally, the earth beneath the city had been rising over the last few decades at a steady, if glacial, pace. Some experts put it at three quarters of a centimeter per year, while others claim it to be three fifths of a centimeter. Still, other experts put it at half a which, in non-goblin terms, means between three quarters and three fifths of a centimeter. But any goblin geology expert, and let's be honest, the only goblin geology expert is Burp the Magnificent Junior, will insist loudly that his is more accurate than any human expert's measurements, though they mean more or less the same thing. Almost exactly the same thing, in fact. As it happened, almost exactly was the correlation one could draw between the sudden uptick in goblin population and the sudden uptick in the unemployment rate in Rivercliff. With the Dark Lord installed at the Museum of Mostly Natural Histories for a full year as the crown of Shadow's Dawn replenished his health bar, his goblin army sat useless, frustrated, and increasingly bored with the free entertainment options the city had to offer. Once they'd had their fill of chasing inhabitants in the Rivercliff aviary of mostly flying species, and long pooping sessions in the Rivercliff library of mostly scrolls and tomes but also some bound books by this point in civilization, the restless army packed away their crossbows and spears to pursue that good, human-style money, embarking on a quest no goblin heretofore had undertaken, an honest job. And where does one start the search for an honest job? One could start at a cramped office in a rundown little building on a forgotten side street in the bustling downtown area. The Rivercliff Office of Unemployment boasted two employees, and coffee so mediocre you'd spit it out if it weren't complimentary. The more junior of the two officers arrived before opening one autumn morning, only to behold an alarming sight. Three hundred goblins waiting just outside the front door, in an orderly queue. Sam went inside, locked the door, and sat nervously sipping bad coffee until her superior arrived. Sorry, sorry, sorry I'm late, Sam. Traffic was a nightmare. Thanks for opening the place up. It took forever to find a parking space for my horse. I had to come in the back entrance. Ugh, the streets were so congested. You, you didn't leave your horse out there, did you? Don't worry, I didn't leave anything in my saddlebags. It's not the saddlebags I'm worried about, boss. Didn't you see? See what? I checked all the parking signs. I should be fine. I just have to move my horse to the other side of the street in uh, four hours. You said you came in the back entrance? Maybe you should have a look out the front. What in the hells is that? Goblin horde. What are they all doing here? They're in line. For what? For us, boss. They have appointments. Some of them even have resumes. They, they, they want jobs? They want jobs. They want... Jobs. So, should I show them in? Are you out of your mind? But they have appointments. And the motto of the Rivercliff Office of Unemployment states... D I, d 
Don't remind me. Neither snow, nor rain, nor heat, nor apocalyptic earthquake, Don't. nor dragon attack, nor acid snow, nor acid stop. rain, nor acid heat will stay these officers I from said finding stop. any being a job, especially those who book in advance online. <laughs> any being, Sean. Job, Sean. Advance, Sean. Online, Sean. Fine. I swear if you weren't my niece. Hey, if you want to handle this on your own, I'd be happy to leave early. Fine. Show the first one in, but uh, keep the coffee flowing and move my horse to a safer location. Here are the keys. Okay, Mr. Uh, Crook Lee. Crook, Crookley. Crook, Crookley. Crook, am I saying that right? Crookley. And it says you were eaten. That's not a typo. How, how are you here? Well, I got snatched up by a monster, you know. Never saw what kind. Turns out, whatever they are, goblins are indigestible to them, so eventually I just... You know what? I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, (laughs) all right. And it says here, the reason you're having trouble finding work is that you can't uh, concentrate? I guess. So on your resume, it says you got eaten by a giant bird snake thing. Uh, Can you tell me what type of work experience that would be? Yeah, so... We were in that monster place, and Gornok poked this snake bird thing. Always did like reptiles, I guess. Okay, I'm just going to check animal handling on the form, and Gornok is, uh, was, it was, it, your, your co-worker. Yeah, good old Gornok. So then what happened? The thing, this reptile bird thing just snapped him up. Bip, bop, gone. One second, my pal Gornok. Next second... We might as well never have existed at all. So, Gornuck, manager, direct report. It was just so awesome. Intimate knowledge of animal behavior and inner workings. I, I'm sorry, what did you just say? It was all like, rah, snap, crunch, gone. <laughs> so cool. Those things can really tear ass. Oh, um, pardon my language. I really need this job. It was, it was cool. That's what you're going with? Cool? Oh, yeah, listen, it may not sound like it, but oh, boy, I've seen a lot of people eating, my friend, and this one was life-changing, the kind you tell your spawn about. Your spawn? Uh, You know, I've always wondered how... No, uh, staying on task. Um, Are you not sad that your little buddy is uh, no more? Your teamwork is compromised, your productivity down? What? Sad? What for? Just what I said. He's not around anymore. I assume you had some sort of connection with this goblin. He filled some sort of role in your group, and he's gone on to... (laughs) Whatever the goblins believe happens after you die, I guess. I'm not really sure about that one. No, man. No. Like, there's only one Gornok or something? (laughs) A -a one-of-a-kind goblin. What an idea. (laughs) I'm sorry. There there are multiples of your friend? Like, not literally, man, but okay, look. What comes to mind when you think goblin? Oh, well, little and green and... Uh, uh, just go ahead. We're not big on feelings, obviously. Go nuts. Okay, well, little and green and stupid and violent and uh, subservient and gross. Right. Now, I don't know what subservient means, but you ever meet a goblin that wasn't those things? Taking into consideration that you are indeed the only goblin I've met. No, no, I can't say that I have. You ever heard of anyone who's met a goblin that wasn't like that? No, there's no tales of that. Right. So, how many variations of little, green, violent, and stupid can there possibly be? A thousand? 
which is a number I have literally no concept of? I, I mean, that can't be true. There's individual experiences, hobbies, what have you. Individual? Look, I don't know what kind of lavish, wasteful lives you guys have, but goblins don't go in for all that fancy stuff. Everyone crawls out of the same thick sauce, everyone learns obedience in the same crush ovens, everyone picks their first weapon at the same violence ball. Not a lot of talking points come out of back-breaking labor. Uh, so you... Okay, so you don't care about this, this Gornuck. Okay, let's put down hard worker and self-starter. Yeah, I know like ten Gornucks. But a really good mauling? Now that, that's once in a lifetime. Right. So you seem to be no stranger to thankless, awful tasks, so you should have no trouble keeping a job. Yeah, I just keep thinking about how I want to be on the front lines where I can see more maulings like that and this work in kitchens and shops just really isn't for me. It's so hard to keep motivated. Did you know no one's used a crush oven on me yet? It's like you guys don't even know about bending people to your will through pressure and heat. Okay, uh, I'll make a note of it. So let's see. What the real issue is is that your work is not sufficiently dangerous, tough, ruinous... Don't forget, abhorrent and ill-advised, but yeah, that's about the size of it. You sure have a large vocabulary for a goblin. Hey, that's offensive. What the hells? What about earlier? We're not big on feelings? Well, that's when I was trying to make a point. Fine, fine, fine. I think I have just the position for you. Now, how do you feel about customer service? Next. I guess that would be me. Ah, good morning. That's your opinion. So, not having a very good day, then? Well, I've devoted my entire life to resurrecting the Dark Lord, and now that he's here, I find the whole thing to be a bit... Disappointing. Well, not the Dark Lord himself, of course. I mean, he is absolutely terrifying to behold. Really exceeded expectations in that regard. But the, um, overall situation now? Yeah, it's a little disappointing. How so? How so? Well, we goblins were supposed to be a rampaging horde, the very embodiment of the Dark Lord's will, sweeping across the countryside, laying waste to all before us. We dedicated our lives to that ideal. And at first, from the way we initially descended upon Rivercliff, I thought we were going to raise this town to the ground and murder every last one of you pathetic humans. And no offense. <laughs> None taken? But then we get here, and now all the Dark Lord does every day is sit around in that weird library place. You, you mean the museum? Yeah, whatever you call it. I mean, I stuck around for a good long while waiting for him to order us to do something uh, diabolical like I thought he would. But you know, that place gets to you after a while. It's just mind-numbingly boring. <laughs> I could see that. Right? Filled with a bunch of dusty old rubbish. I have no idea why the Dark Lord's staying there. Who can say? But on to the business at hand. I'm a job placement, Sean, at the Rivercliff Unemployment Office, and I'm here to help you find a new job. Now, what was your name again? Kankle the Unmerciful. Okay, I'll just put Kankle. And uh, what was your previous position? Doc Acolyte of the Doc Priest. Honestly, when the Doc Priest got off, I thought I'd be next in line for that job. But the Doc Lord doesn't seem to have any interest in us doing summonings or rituals or sacrifices or anything these days. Oh, I see. And what kind of tasks did you do in that position? Oh, like I just said, lots of rituals, sacrifices, whatnot, lots of chanting. I mean, lots of chanting. 
usually in some weird made-up sounding language. I don't know. Okay, so would you say you're a good public speaker then? How about a job like town crier? Oh, you mean making people in the town cry? Yeah, that sounds fun. And what kind of weapons do I get? Or am I stuck with nothing but harsh language? I mean, I could make do with insults and sarcasm. It just might take a little longer. Uh, no, no. The town crier is responsible for communicating news and events and announcements and town crier stuff. Oh, and he cries about it? Is it sad news? Well, no. He, he cries as in cries out. He shouts it for the whole town to hear. Oh, that's just asking for a case of laryngitis. No, thank you. Chanting all day was bad enough, but at least with that we could stick to a reasonable volume. All right, let's see. Uh, do you have anything that does have weapons? I'm really good with knives, you know. Ceremonial daggers in particular. Hmm, I believe there's an opening at the local butchers. Ah, now we're talking. Butcher, yes. How does it work? Who do I get to butcher? Do I need to bring my own knives? Um, probably not. Um, this is, this is a butcher's shop. Oh, a shop. Interesting. So you have a storefront you use to lure the humans in, and then you butcher them. Yes, I love it. Perfect combination of deceit and violence. Two of my favorite things. Sold. I'll take the job. No. No. Uh, no butchering of people. That's not... Look, I understand... You grew up in a very different culture. Very different. So very different. A butcher does not butcher humans. Okay. Elves, then. No, no, not elves. Dwarves? No! What is wrong with you? Goblins? Are you seriously asking me to butcher my own people? Because I'd be into that. Some of these guys can be real jerks, if you know what I mean. Um, no, and... Just no, you wouldn't be butchering any sentient beings. Oh. Well, what's the point then? While I acknowledge that butcher might conjure thoughts of extreme violence, in fact, a butcher shop is merely a place that sells meat. You would be disassembling animal carcasses and preparing them for sale. What? I don't even get to kill them? That sounds duller than the museum. What else you got? Hmm. What? Were there any other skills you used as a dark acolyte? Well, there was a surprising amount of paperwork. You know, jotting down unholy knowledge, sketching infernal runes, that sort of thing. Some days I'd spend so much time copying cursed grimoires, my hand would cramp up. I see! Well, I might have a position here to fit that. The writing, not the hand cramps. Uh, do you have any writing samples with you? A portfolio, perhaps? Uh, no. I don't even know what that is. Do you want me to write something for you now? If you don't mind, just a few sentences so I can check your speed and legibility and so forth. Okay. Uh, what should I write? Oh, it, it doesn't matter, really. Just a good example of your writing technique. Sure, sure. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Oh, right there on my desk. I did have some paper you could have used, but... Uh... Uh... Oh, well, interesting. Oh, the words that... I, I suppose they're supposed to be doing that wriggly thing they're doing? What? Oh, 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 sorry about that. Force of habit. I just started inscribing a necromantic shadow ward. <laughs> Necro... what? Yeah, it basically... It, well, 
in layman's terms, it sucks life force out of any beings in the area and uses that energy to automatically summon a shadow demon. So if you have any intruders, their own vitality is used to summon the very thing that kills them. Pretty clever, really. I didn't invent it, so I can say that. Okay, so it's... What is... Should I... Don't worry. I didn't finish, so it didn't take hold. Besides, it's not like I charged it up with the blood of an innocent or anything. Right. Um, please don't. Ever. But, but I must admit, you do have wonderful penmanship. Have you ever tried calligraphy? Nah, I'm allergic to seafood. No, no, calligraphy. It's a very fancy and specific form of writing. Never heard of it. Why? Well, um... There's a job opening for a calligrapher with a printer across town. Basically, they'd pay you to write messages in this fancy script. You mean like real human-style money? Well, uh, of course. Sounds easy. Yeah, I'll give that a shot. But I would recommend leaving out any kind of dark arts or cursed glyphs or... I, I don't really think that's what they're looking for. Got it. But uh, before I go, are you sure you don't want a shadow ward? You'd never have to worry about anybody breaking in here. Anybody. Thank you for the offer, but uh, no. I must say I'm considerably more worried about your description of the Shadow Ward than I am about any burglar that could possibly exist. All right. It's your office. Indeed. Well, good luck with the calligraphy, and please don't, um, ever, ever come back. Thanks. See ya! Well, thank you for coming in. Please make yourself comfortable, Mr. Grok, is it? Grok. Okay, Mr. Grok. So, uh, what motivated you to come see us? Uh, Grok. Uh, yes. Uh, Mr. Grok, why did you decide to start seeking employment at this time? Grok. Oh, no, not one of those. Is Grok the only thing that you can say? Uh, I suppose to say Grok here? What? No. Why? Uh, I thought, uh, you asked question. I say grok. No, I, um, just the first time, only the first question, the one where I asked what your name is. Grok. Yes, yes, it is grok. Grok, I need you to respond to everything I ask in sequence with an answer uniquely pertaining to the question which preceded it. Okay? Uh, gr Don't say grok. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I'm going to start with maybe the most difficult question for you and most likely all of us. What skill does Grok, Grok, possess that could possibly give him an advantage in any field? Words. Excuse me? Grok's got good words. Grok, I, I fear that if I explained back to you what you just said, the irony would be so lost that it would never find its way back, and the very concept of irony would be gone from the universe forever. Grok was a renowned goblin poet. Mm. Oh, curious. Well, Grok, I've always considered the quality of an artist to be subjective, and I suppose some of our most celebrated lyricists were not necessarily skilled at things like conversation and interview. Uh, yeah. Very well, Grok. Please, share with me some of your poetry. Um, okay. Wait, uh, uh, now? Yes, please. Okay, um, um, uh, <clears throat> um, um, <clears throat> uh, pea sneezes and, uh, stumps. 
Stubs. St uh, on with, uh, on with, with forever. Now for Will, um, we're gonna, with, with, um, with a butt, with a, a big butt, um, two butts, two butts, uh, two butts on, um, there, there's two butts. Grok, you're floundering. Uh, this is classic goblin narrative poetry. You keep repeating the word two butts. The first line of your poem is peace sneezes. If you didn't title your piece, it would be forever referred to as, as that peace sneezes. Powerful. Perhaps poetry isn't your strongest skill, Grok. Hey, I'm a, a, an award-winning goblin poet. Yeah, I'm a goblin, uh, a big trophy. Uh, I, I read for you. Uh, uh, desktop. Desktop. Oh, sure. Uh, desktop. Top of, um, top of the desk. There's, uh, there's some paper and with a quill. Writing stuff, Grok says. There's a, a little box, and there's some other papers. Um, is, uh, is that a sextant? Yes, Grok. That's a sextant, and this is an inkwell, and this is a penknife, and here's my breakfast from earlier. I had wheatberry salad and seared hydra and rock eggs. Hey, how do you know desktop? Okay, well, I think I've heard all I need to. Uh, stabby, stabby. Uh, gribby, grabby. Uh, goblin's gonna be, uh, pretty... We're pretty grabby. You rhymed grabby with grabby just now. That uh, sound better in goblin. Well, by all means, deliver it to me in goblin. Arug thod thod brish giltasa giltasa rach Okay, you know what, Grok? Stop, stop. I'm finding myself disappointed with goblin poetry. Honestly, the distaste I'm feeling has left me questioning my ability to ever try anything new again. You said art subjective. Well, then my subjective opinion is that I'm physically disgusted by how objectively terrible that was. Sticks and stones. Well, at least you understand idioms. What? I'm just thinking about lunch. Okay, Grok, I'm going to ask you some questions to see if we can narrow this down to the inevitable stable-cleaning job that I'm 100% certain you will end up with and most likely fail at. Grok. Don't say Grok! Oh, yeah, forgot. Grok, do you like animals? I eat them. But could you not eat them if you were paid not to do so? Uh, yes. <laughs> do you have any hospitality experience? A hotel manager in the area is meant to retire this year. Oh, yeah, I can do it. Where's he at? I'll chop him up and then I'll, um, uh, I'll stab him. Moving on. Have you ever worked on any tapestries? I mean, I burned a few. Looms? Any loom work at all? Uh, burned them. Cross-stitching? Yeah, burned them. Okay, I'm just going to skip this whole page, the whole sewing section, really. Grok. Can you work with... Oh, please. Uh, can you work with an abacus? Oh, sure, yeah. You got, uh, you got four things, and you add, um, uh, I don't know, nine things, and that's... Whoa, whoa, that's, that's more than you can count. Oh, Grok. Are you any good at smithing or smelting? Uh, no. Cobbling? Do you cobble? No. Cooking? No. Can you look into the crystal fire without your mind shattering into a trillion pieces disconnected and scattered across the multiverse? No. Well, it seems silly to ask. All right, Grok, I'm sorry, but I'm afraid you might be shoveling the stables after all. Hello? I beg your pardon. I am in session. I beg your pardon, but I have a 4.30 appointment. 
It's 11.45. Oh. I do not understand this time system you guys are on. All the numbers and the... Well, anyway. Hey, oh my goblins, is that Grok? Um... Yes, hello. Uh, can I can I just uh, 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 just uh, it is just so great to meet you. I I can't believe. Wow. <laughs> hey, social worker person, you got an easy job today. This goblin could get any gig he wants. Is that so? <laughs> Don't you know? Grok here won the big trophy for peace noses. Uh, Grok. Will someone who is not Grok please come in? Oh, all right. Uh, you. Uh, what can I do for you today? Ah, but I think the question should be, what can I do for you? I'm sorry? Oh, where are my manners? I forgot to introduce myself. Montgomery Bankshire at your service. But you may call me Monty. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. <laughs> yes. Nice to meet you as well. Um... Don't know if I've ever met a goblin named Monty. My name is Sean, and I'm a Sean here at the Rivercliff Unemployment Office. I assume you're here to find a job? Oh, no, no, no. Well, I can obviously see why you might assume that, but no, my good man, I am not here to find a job. I'm here to find an opportunity. Okay, you can call it whatever. At any rate, I'll do my best to find you a position or opportunity that fits your skill set. No, I'm afraid you still don't understand. I'm here to find an opportunity for you, Sean. Okay, what? You see, Sean. May I call you Sean? Uh, yes, I just introduced myself as Sean. I'm a Sean. Sean, you seem like a man who has it all together. You're professional, you're well-dressed, you're well-mannered. Truly a model citizen who is at ease in any situation, whether vocational or recreational, am I right? Sure, I mean... You threw out a ton of compliments there for somebody you just met. True, true. But I pride myself on being an excellent judge of character with a deductive mind like a steel trap. Have you ever tried to pry anything out of a steel trap? Hmm. Can't say that I have. Let's just say it's incredibly difficult. But I digress. You appear to be the total package, Sean. Handsome, intelligent, polite. Anyone would be lucky to have you as an employee, friend, or paramour, to be sure. (laughs) Thanks. You have it all, my boy. All except for one tiny, piddling little detail that I would hate to see become your undoing. Uh, what do you mean? Well, not to be indelicate, but have you ever found yourself wishing your breath were just a wee bit fresher? My breath? What's wrong with my breath? does Does it stink? Stink is such a strong word, Sean. But suffice to say, I could smell your malodorous exhalations as soon as I entered the room. You see, in addition to being an excellent judge of character, I also have an excellent olfactory sense. Bloodhound Bankshire, they used to call me back in school. Oh, well, I've... I've never noticed my breath being bad. Nobody's ever said anything. But of course they wouldn't. Nobody would dream of embarrassing you with such a forthright observation. It would be discourteous in the extreme. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it would be, but... Well, then aren't you being discourteous by bringing it up now? Sean, Sean, Sean. Of course not. You see, that is the benefit of being an unrelated, unassociated, and dare I say, uninterested third party. I am an outside observer, so I can be objective in my assessment without any of the baggage that might accompany an established relationship. Mm, That makes sense, I guess. 
So when I say your breath could peel the paint off a barn at 30 paces, you can rest assured there is no personal bias whatsoever. I am not saying this to attack you, neither am I sugarcoating a bad situation. I am merely expressing the truth. Oh, well, I didn't realize my breath was that bad. (laughs) Most people don't. So, sadly, they never realize the pain and suffering they're causing to those around them. But don't lose hope, Sean. Don't lose hope, I say, because it just so happens this is your lucky day. Is it? Absolutely, because I have the solution to all your troubles. Montgomery Bankshire's old-fashioned, all-natural, extra-strength, breath-freshening dragon mints. Dragon mints? Indeed. See the little dragon on the tin here? Believe me, if dragons were still around, this would be the mint they would choose. Oh, really? Well, what's in them? Excellent question. They include a proprietary blend of no fewer than 23 different types of mint, including the rare and exotic dragon mint plant. I've never heard of that. Of course you haven't. That's what makes it rare and exotic. Now, I would love to get into the exact makeup of the mints, but you know, trade secrets and all that. Rest assured, they are made from all natural ingredients in a very old-fashioned manner, just like it says in the name. Would you like to try one, my boy? Ah, I guess so. Give it a try. Marvelous! Here, try this, and see if it doesn't solve your chronic bad breath lickety-split. Thanks. (laughs) 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 You can feel it working already, yes? It's really strong. Ah, yes. That is also right there in the name. Extra strength. I think it might be too strong. Oh, I don't believe that's possible. I think you're just not used to such a superlative level of freshness. You see, you've lived with that rank stench in your mouth for so long that it it recalibrated your taste buds. It may take you a while to get accustomed to the crisp feeling of a truly clean mouth. (coughs) Did you just say these things were strong enough for... I'm positive they would be if dragons still existed. As it is, my mints are equally effective for people of all species. (laughs) So you're saying this is the human level? These aren't like the mint equivalent of horse tranquilizers or something? I do not discriminate against anyone, human or horse. My dragon mints are perfect for humans, elves, dwarves, even goblins like myself. Listen, if you have an especially stubborn case of military-grade halitosis like yourself, then you need to bring the proper tools to remedy the situation. You wouldn't dream of taking a letter opener to a sword fight, would you? What were we talking about? Of course you wouldn't. That would be silly. Likewise, you need an extra-strength mint to deal with extra-strength breath. Now, how many tins would you like to buy? Uh, zero. That wasn't very pleasant. Poppycock, my good man! No, I mean like it, it, it actually hurt. Well, that's only until the nerve endings in your tongue become desensitized. Believe me, once you get used to the exhilarating sensation of my dragon mints, you'll wonder how you ever lived without them. Oh, I don't know. So you're just going to continue subjecting your friends and family, co-workers and clients, to that rancid waft you call respiration? Especially when such a simple, inexpensive and effective antidote is right before you? Well... Maybe. How much are they? Sean, I am but a humble businessman. And indeed, I am in business to make a profit on my wares. But I would never dream of charging full price to someone in such a desperate situation. So I shall cut you a deal and give you these precious, powerful mints for the low, low price of ten silver. Ten silver? 
That actually sounds kind of high for candy. Indeed, it would be high if this were merely candy. No, Sean, I consider my dragon mints to be herbal medicine of the highest order. And I think you'll agree that ten silver is an inexpensive amount for such a sophisticated remedy. Oh, okay, well, if you put it that way, it kind of makes sense. And, of course, you'll need a second tin so you can keep one at home and one at the office, yes? Um, all right. Wonderful! Now, incidentally, I was wondering... Yes? Oh, never mind. I'd hate to impose. Uh, No, 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 what is it? I I still have a couple of minutes before my next appointment. Well, you know, it appears that you have an awful lot of goblin clientele here. And my, what an awful lot they are. So you don't care for your fellow goblins? Well, some of them are okay, but I would say the majority of my brethren are filthy, loathsome little vermin. Oh, I don't know. Some of them have got to be... They are unwashed, uneducated sociopaths, and the only thing worse than their manners is their breath. Oh, really? This is feeling like some real hatred here. Yes, I am often shunned by my own kind. They tend not to value things such as intellect and ambition. But I must admit, I still feel a bit of kinship for those slobbering lunatics. If not kinship, then at least a sheepish sort of... I don't know. Brotherly responsibility? To help them improve their station? What What do you mean? Well, it's just that I notice you have quite a bit of goblin foot traffic here. And I know from personal experience that many of them have halitosis even worse than yours, if you can imagine. I worry that might be holding them back. Yeah, I guess hygiene is a hmm, challenge for some of you. Yay, verily. And I just so happen to have a few extra mints right here. Ah, there we go. Now, Sean, I must tell you, I like you very much. And I know you believe in my product. Uh, yeah, I guess so. That's why it thrills me to say I may have a business proposition for you. Hmm, business proposition? You see, I have a product that every goblin needs, and you have a veritable deluge of unwholesome goblins flowing through your office each and every day. You can buy the mints from me and resell them to the goblins. It'll be like fish in a barrel, Sean. A very stinky, halitosis-ridden barrel. Wait, you want me to pay for all these mints up front? Certainly, Sean. Uh, Think of me as your supplier. Naturally, I would give you a further discount for buying in bulk. A wholesale price, if you will. Uh, I can sell them to you for eight silver a ten, and then you're free to sell them for whatever you choose. Although I wouldn't recommend charging more than, say, fifteen. But even at twelve, you'd be pocketing four silver with every sale. That's a fifty percent return on your investment. Wow, really? That That's amazing. Amazing indeed! Quite impressive for not really doing anything more than you usually do here. The customers come right to you, and this entire supply can be yours for, let's see, roughly a hundred tins, I'll call it a hundred, so eight hundred silver for the whole lot, and then you just sit back and rake in the profits. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. It's going to totally clean me out for the time being, but yeah, I can't pass up an opportunity like this. (laughs) Wonderful, Sean. So good doing business with you. Likewise, but um, before you go, were there... Actually, any employment matters I could help you with? No, my dear Sean, I'm afraid not. As the saying goes, do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. Ta-ta! <laughs> well, I must say that that last one was a total delight. Not at all what you would expect from a goblin, eh, Sam? 
Yeah, he looks like he's seen the inside of a bathtub recently, sure. He made me quite the business proposition, not to brag, but I'm going to be raking in <laughs> the money soon. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yes, my young niece. I am pumped. I have a side gig. No, no, no. A side hustle. Yes, that sounds much more with it. What's the gig? Mince. Mince? Not just mince. Mince strong enough for a goblin. Hundreds of goblins. Hundreds of goblins just outside. Hundreds of potential customers. They need fresh breath to make a good impression on potential employers, don't they? Do they even have money? Hmm. Maybe they can barter and I can trade up. Or they'll be so fever pitched for these mints, they'll beg, borrow, or steal the money. I'll finally be able to pay off my student loans. <laughs> okay, the whispering thing is weirding me out. Should we close up for the day? Close up? It's not even lunchtime. Send the next one in. Send them in pairs. Yes, that should speed things along nicely. Pairs of what? They're all gone. What? Why are they all gone? What What happened? It's really hard to say. Everything started happening all at once. Like 300 goblins in shorts just realized they were standing on an anthill. I, that tells me literally nothing. Oh, um, well, uh, first a couple of them left to get better coffee. Then a bunch of them formed a pickup game of Demon Ball and went to the park. One of them said something about a pool party at the aquarium. That sounded really rad. I almost went with them. Um, but then the rest got bored of waiting, so they just ate their resumes and left. <laughs> well, that's just great. Just great. What am I going to do with hundred tins of mints with no goblins to buy them? One of them's still here, but he's napping in that sunbeam, so just leave him be. Oh, he just stretched a little. Ooh, why me? Why me? Why me? Oh, by the way, your horse is dead. Do you want me to call you an eagle? Oh. Uh, Take This Gob and Shove It was written by Joshua Sibley, Alan Moore, Eli Banks, and Liz Mackey, and featured Stephen Mank as Sean and... Joshua Sibley is Crookley, and Alan Moore is Kankle in Montgomery Bankshire. Eli Banks is Grock and the narrator, and Liz Mackey is Sam, and Brandon Kramer is Choka. Sound design was by, was by Stephen Mank, and original music by Christopher Taylor and Stephen Mank, and the theme song was written by J. Christopher Arison, and performed by Brandon Kramer and Joshua Sibley and Kyle Javelli and Liz Mackey and Stephen Mank, and produced and edited by Liz Mackey, and the series was created and directed by Brandon Kramer. Dark Ages will return in 2019. In the meantime, catch up on the first half of Season 1 at darkagesshow.com or, or borrow a friend's phone to subscribe on their behalf through Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, wherever they keep their podcasts. Wherever. Share the joy this solstice season and remember, it's... It's the thought that counts... Welcome to United Airships Customer Coddling Service, where the customer is infallible. How may I help you? My Pegasus is dead! Let me look up your file. Oh, yeah, it says here it wouldn't fit into the overhead bin, so we had to make some adjustments to make him fit. Company policy. I'll kill you! <coughs> this is perfect. <laughs>